Hello to you and welcome to Mastering Success, hosted by yours truly, Brett D. Scott. Mastering Success is a platform for successful individuals to share their journey, inspire, and give hope to us all. Speaking about hope, if you're interested in reading my triple best-selling book, I Fly, a collaborative anthology of 20 authors sharing their stories of triumph through some very trying adversity, you'll find the link on this page or check Amazon to order. Without further ado, let us turn on the mic, turn up the speakers and listen to this next episode with anticipated excitement. So Brandon T. Adams, look, you're an entrepreneur, you're a speaker, you're a coach, you're a podcaster, you're a video marketing expert. There's probably nothing you haven't done. Um, You fit a hell of a lot into a young age, you know, Mm -hmm. and... uh, I'm like, uh, I, I find it hard to keep up with what you do half the time. In fact, when we got on a call, it was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do what Brandon does? You know, there's so much that he fits in. Um, and so, look, I've got a whole bunch of questions that I want to dig into. But um, where I wanted to start, because I was doing a little bit of research and, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting story. And, in fact, you said to me the other day, you know, I'm just a normal person. You know, no one's special. You are someone special, but you, you said that to me. I was like, what are you talking about? You're not anyone special. Um, but look, things started for you via the family business. Second generational um, ice distributor, is that right? And and just muting you, Weaves. Second, second generation ice distributor and, uh, and you came up with an invention, which is pretty cool. And uh, do you want to explain the story quickly? Yeah, yeah. So I sold ice, frozen water. Literally sold frozen water. Um, my dad started that in 1986. I was born in 1989 by a few hours. My birthday's on New Year's Eve. And so basically my whole life, I grew up selling ice. We'd take ice, we'd get it from manufacturer, we'd drive in trucks, and we would deliver it to convenience stores, bars. And so that was my beginning, an ice man. And so I learned a lot about um, customer service, working with people, hard work. I mean, I worked a lot. In the summer, I would sometimes have 80 to 100 hour weeks. Um, Fourth of July for what we have in the US. I mean, it's like the busiest week of the year. And so I really got the hard work ethic and and mindset of entrepreneurship ingrained in me at a young age, um, where I came up with the invention, which ultimately kind of led me into raising money and doing TV shows and stuff, was uh, one day while delivering ice, I had this idea to cool bottle beverages. So I would always put ice cubes in my pop bottles and stuff and, and cool them. But it was time consuming. I'm like, I want to come up with something unique to fit inside to keep it colder longer. But also during the time I was going to college, in my mind, I was thinking, how could I transport alcoholic shots inside of this container that I could take and take tailgating or I could have it in my drink. And so I pursued that idea called Arctic Stick. And uh, after spending a hundred grand and getting a couple of patents and some trademarks, I finally got the invention to the market and you can still buy it today. It doesn't make me a lot of money, but where it did make me money is the lessons learned from the experience, which on my last leg of funding, I did a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter. This is back in 2014. And I did my first ever Kickstarter campaign. And from doing that experience, I realized how hard it was to raise money, but I also saw how many people in the world needed help raising money. 
And so that's where I kind of um, got into the crowdfunding space. I, I created an agency where we help people raise money. And uh, since then, I've been a part of some really cool projects. I've done some of the largest uh, book launch campaigns in history. Uh, did the largest at one time uh, docudrama film raise we did. Um, raised money for uh, tech companies, raised money in the crypto space. And so I raised a lot of money on things. And so that I share that because the invention idea, my friends back home who live in a small town, I grew up in a town of 700 people, they still give me shit and say, Brandon, remember you spent 100 grand on that invention that made you no money? But they, they don't understand that from doing that, I had to do that experience to lead me to where it made me a lot of money. And so sometimes in life, when you do something, just know it's a lesson to be learned. No matter what you do, there is no lost cause unless you consider it a lost cause. I look at it as how can I take what I've learned in my experience and use it to make money? And so that's how I got into crowdfunding. And that ultimately led me to getting into the TV space because one of the key components of uh, a crowdfunding campaign, raise money, is the video that you create. So I was creating the videos for these projects, using these videos to drive ads and target uh, people for in terms of getting people to give money towards it. And so where I got my first chance of the TV space, the guy said, hey, if you help me raise money for this TV show, I'll make you my co-host. And I said, hell yeah. So I helped him raise the money. We created a show. And that was the beginning of my journey producing TV shows. So long story short, yeah, that's, that's uh-huh. where it all started, selling okay. frozen water. And look, thanks for coming, Brandon. It's been great to have you on the show. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, what I love about what you just said there is, like, that's one of the most important lessons that, yeah, I I often hear from clients as well. So worried about failing. I was worried about failing. I had to make make an internal decision about how to stop myself from being worried about it. Hey, um, look, there's an amazing book that's just come out. I don't know if you've seen it. The Road to Success. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you have done a search on this book. <laughs> You've got it. Good. Um, I need to come to the States so I can get it signed. Uh, in Like what was interesting when I was doing a bit of research, I noticed Napoleon Hill and Jack Canfield, who you know, um, both have a book called The Road to Success. They do. And, uh, you know, so you're in good company, number one. Um, but, look, you know, with that, though, you know, and I... I have watched an amazing movie, Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy. One of our good mates, James Whitaker, helped put together and has the book as well. And I remember in that you were telling a bit of a story about when things weren't so successful. Would you yeah. mind sharing, you know, so some of the struggle that you sort of went through? Yeah. You want me to share them all? <laughs> I don't think we have time. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe the one where you're sort of living, well, not necessarily on the street, but, you know, yeah, no, I'll share that. So fun fact. So I, uh, it, it's funny because there are, there are two other road to, there's probably three out there, uh, road to successes. So our book's called the road to success, how to achieve success in business, life and love. And it, the book's based on the TV series that my wife and I shot and filmed and produced called success in your city. And it literally like two weeks before we released our book, um, I know Don Green. Don Green's the president of Napoleon Hill Foundation. Don Green sent me a package with all these things in it. And then he's like, he told me, he's like, that's so cool. He's like, we actually um, created a book on this a long time ago. 
And after our book launched, because we were getting so much traffic to it, it's funny, that book started going up in the ranks. And the other funny thing is, uh, last year, I was at an event with Jack Canfield. And, and Jack and I, we both spoke at this event. We spent a weekend together. And I, before we left, I gave him a copy of the book. And uh, at that time, I didn't know he had the same. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, long story short, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, if you have a good story, um, that's what matters, but also being able to market it. So going back to failures, I failed a lot. I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of you on here, you, you probably had a lot of experience in your own life with failing business. If you, you've been an entrepreneur, you know that shit's going to hit the fan at times. Things aren't always going to go right. We also have our personal side of things. Maybe we, some people dealing with mental issues or um, depression or dealing with family issues or financial issues or business partners fucking us over. <laughs> Screw, excuse my language, but really, um, we, we deal with things in life. But the thing is, you just got to keep pushing forward. For me, early on in my career, um, I didn't have a lot of money. It was always ups and downs. And in 2000, it was 15. What, what I was doing is I wanted to build my brand. I didn't really know it was called brand building at the time. I just needed a way to market my products and services and not spend a lot of money. So what I did is I launched a podcast show in February of 2015 called University of Young Entrepreneurs. It later became called the Live to Grind podcast show. You can find iTunes, Spotify. It's got 400 and I think 20 episodes. And so that was my way. The podcast show is my way to promote my own offerings. Um, you, you listen to the first 100 episodes. I think I had up to episode maybe 50. My sponsor was my invention, Arctic Stick. Sponsor today is Arctic Stick. Go to ArcticStick.com. And so it's me promoting my own product. But also, I use the podcast show to connect with people at a high level. If anything, anybody here has been on a podcast show or interviewed people for a podcast show, you get this bond between each other when you're doing a great interview, given you do a great interview, even more so when you're in person. So I would drive across the country in different states. I would drive 10, 15, 20 hours in my F-150 pickup. I would drive to the location of the office. Some of these people didn't know this. And I would interview them in the office. I would set up my whole system and then I would be done. And then I would drive to somewhere else in the country. And they thought, they're like, wow, you drove all the way here for this interview? And I remember people telling me, like, are you getting paid for this? Nope. Uh, why are you doing this? I said, I'm building up relationships. I'm providing value to my audience. And that was five, six years ago. And I'll tell you, those connections led to me working with some of those people and making really big business deals. But during that journey, what you referred to, I mean, I was sleeping on my truck. I was eating canned food. I was having $5 footlong subs whenever I, I could splurge a little bit. And uh, I once did a trip where I did a nine-day trip to LA and back. And I, uh, I slept in the parking lot of the, the LA Fitness Center off of Vine Street in Hollywood. And so like I would do these different things and people thought I was nuts, but I was committed to my success. I, I didn't want to be that person. I don't got any money. I don't have the connections, whatever BS they tell themselves, I was going to do whatever it took. And so I think in life, we all, we all have this opportunity to achieve what we want. It's just, are you willing to do it? Most of us know what it takes. We just don't have the grit and grind to go actually do it because we're scared. 
fear. We're afraid of what people are going to think of us. We're afraid we're going to fail, whatever it may be, but all that's BS. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you can choose to go after it or you can choose to have regret one day, which I always told myself, I never want to have. I never want to be that person. Oh, man, I, if I would have did this, I could have did that. Or if, 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 don't be that person. So for me, I just, I always did what I needed to. And, and that was a great move for me making those connections because it led me to doing different events around the country, put on events from 10, 20 people to 500 people to a thousand. And that allowed me to build some high quality connections. And those connections, again, led to me today being able to work with some influential companies and people that I now make money with. So I was always in the long game. It was never a short game for me. I said, what can I do today? What seeds can I plant that I can harvest in the next three, five, 10 years? And so I think a lot of us need to look at that versus looking at what's a quick buck we can get. I know we live in a world where we want instant gratification, but that's not going to happen. It's you always got to be in the long game. I love that you're saying that. And I learned the hard way. <laughs> I learned the hard way. It took me 40 years to figure out. And look, Part of the problem is, right, and I'm sure you'd agree with it, is that a lot of people, because you coach people, a lot of people know what they should be doing, but they're not doing it. Yeah. They're doing it, you know. Totally. And, you know, I, one of the questions I had for you, just based on what I read in the book as well, is I noticed you mentioned a lot about religion and faith. Has yeah. that had a part to play in your ability to do what you do? Yeah, I mean... First, can you guys raise your hand? Have you guys read the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Yeah? No? Um, kind of, kind of. <laughs> it looks like you're, Jacqueline, it looks like you're waving away. You're like, kind of, maybe. Um, I, so I'll tell you, that book, one of the principles in there, it talks about faith. And whether you, you believe in a higher power, you have faith in yourself, and, and faith is so powerful. And in the book, I, there's a part in the book where I talk about how my fiance, now wife, we were, we went from the, the month before staying in a $3 million mansion. We had just raised a bunch of money for a charity. We had a huge success on our first episode filming. And then within like a month, we went to living out of hotels. And I was on the last um, hundred bucks on a credit card. And, and I was going through a buyout of a business partner and I had negative thousands of dollars in my bank account. So talk about like going to rock bottom. Um, things can change really quick. And so um, what I, I learned there is when you hit rock bottom, like, you, what is it? When we get our worst times, we, we start believing. And I was at that point, I'm like, I got to search for something. And that's where I think I found God um, because I never really, I was raised a Catholic, but I believe in a higher power. And I really believe Napoleon Hill talks about this a lot. And I don't preach publicly. Like I don't, I'm not that kind of person, but I will say I believe in a higher power. I think it's very powerful. And for me, that belief I had saved me. And, and so I got me through that obstacle. I literally went from hardly anything negative, thought I was going to lose everything to within a few days, having a deal go through that was worth over a million dollars. And so it was crazy how that transition happened. Um, I think uh, believing was a, a bigger part of that. And if you don't have faith, I'm talking faith in anything. If you don't have faith in yourself, if you don't have faith in what you're doing, others see that. They can see in your eyes. If you believe, that conviction is what sells people. The reason why I'm so good at selling is because if I'm selling something, 
I believe in it. If I don't believe in it and I don't think it'll help somebody, I won't try to sell it. So for you, if you really believe in your product or service or whatever you're doing and you are convinced somebody out there is going to believe in you and they may not even understand your product, but they believe in you and they're going to buy from you. So that's why we need to learn to better sell ourselves and, and our faith in what we do. And so faith has been a huge part of me and uh, last couple of years, even more specifically. So, yeah. Man, that was powerful. I, I hope everyone had their pen and paper out for that one because really and truly that, <laughs> you good, good on you, Jacqueline. Look, it's chapter three in Think and Grow Rich. I can direct you to it because I've read that chapter so many times. And look, I'm not religious. So me asking that question <laughs> wasn't even religious based. I just think it's great when someone can have faith in something and someone can use that. And as you said, People don't necessarily believe what you say. They believe what they feel. And yeah. you are sending your energy. And, in fact, if you are saying words and they're not matching your frequency, you're not matching the energy that you're sending out, people go, I don't know. They're confused. Yeah, they're saying some good stuff, but I don't really feel right. And that's because you don't believe. You don't have faith in what you're doing. So, oh. Oh, you're preaching to the converter. I love it. Um, look, film and television, you mentioned uh, the TV show uh, has been, played a big part in the role, um, which was kind of why the book is like the road to success. You're on the road. Um, with that, you know, uh, I guess my, because I know that's a big part of your life, is, is there something else coming up? Can you tease us with anything? Yeah. Yeah. So the show, and just so the benefit you guys so you can understand why I think TV shows and video production and video is so powerful. I mean, for thousands of years, what have we been doing? We've been telling stories, whether we're sitting around fires or you look at Gandhi, his speaking and communication skills to getting people to follow him, Martin Luther King or Steve Jobs or all these great people. They told great stories. They shared a vision that not only was their vision, but it was the vision of other people. And so when you can tell a great story, you can build a very successful business. You can build a tribe. You can build, you can build an empire. And I believe, I really believe that the best way to tell a story is through a great quality video, TV show, documentary, film. Think about a moment in your life when you were sitting in a theater or sitting at home and you watched a movie and it mostly touched you. And something that actor did inspired you in a way that made you want to go do something with yourself in your life. And so that's why I love what I do is because when you have a film or a project that can empower somebody to go do something in life, that is success to me. And also looking at the, the technical side of it. So when people see something, when they can see a video, they see it, they believe it, they hear it. It's better for them to come across it's multiple senses, seeing, hearing, feeling the emotional side of it. And so a podcast can't do that because if you're just listening and a video, if you're not, you need to have all the different sensories. And so that's why I love what I do with TV, taking stories, telling those stories in a way that it empowers other people, inspires, motivates and educates them. And so that anybody can do this. You don't have to be a TV producer like me. This thing called a phone, you can create regular video content, sharing who you are, what you do and how you can help people that will drive the results in your business. That'll help you build your brand. 
It'll help you attract the right clients. It'll help you thrive in multiple areas of your life. So to give you a sneak peek next. So our show, Success in Your City, um, if you guys have Amazon Prime, you can go on Amazon Prime and you can go watch the first two episodes of the show. The first episode is on a baseball player, Shea Hillenbrand, who was a two-time All-Star that played for the Red Sox and many other teams who went from to the top to literally losing everything. The second one's on a real estate team that went from working out of a closet to building a real estate empire. That's one of the top in Austin, Texas. Um, and so those are the two stories out. I have another one coming out here next month that's on a musician. And so we have five total episodes for our TV series, all released on Amazon Prime. And so that once that's out, what I'll be doing, which I'm already working on, is uh, my wife doesn't care to be on camera so much. She's my co-host in the first season. Um, I somehow convinced her to do that. Um, for me, I'm going to do some kind of transition from it, or it's a travel entrepreneurship show, or I'm traveling the country, kind of like what Zach Efron's doing with, I think it's Down to Earth. And, and so, or like Anthony Bourdain did for the Travel Food Show. And so that'll be coming out next. Uh, I don't have all the details of that, but that's what's after once we get the success in your city series out. That's exciting, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure the ladies will agree. You're better looking than Zac Efron, anyway. So <laughs> I, was, I, was saying, I was saying the other day, you can't see his face, but this Superman doll up here, um, he, his face actually looks like yours. It looks like I've got you in the background. Um, now, uh, <laughs> hey, I just gotta I gotta say, Brett. I thought of you the other day because uh, there's a small chance I'm going back to my hometown and I got invited to a, a Halloween party and I was looking there and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I might actually be Superman. <laughs> I'll have to send you a picture. <laughs> You're going to send me a photo. That would be awesome. You do. You do actually look like Superman. I reckon you You're could. The glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that is awesome. I really appreciate the, the teasing of that because uh, you know, if, most people should have Amazon Prime. If you don't, it's really cheap. I think, it's, I think it costs here in Australia $7 a month. Yeah, very inexpensive. Um, okay, Emmy. You won yourself or the, the show won an Emmy or Emmys. Yeah. You won multiple. Um, have you got <laughs> – oh, here we go. Yes. Woo. Now. Right there. I have um, – by the way, and James knows her as well, um, Crystal – She's a client of mine, and she, on this Sunday, the Emmy nominations come out. She's up for a, well, we hope she's going to be up for a couple. Because, awesome. yeah, so she'll be excited to see those. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, she'll be watching this later on. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, oh, it's really cool. And so do you have an ambition, and I'm sure that wasn't really even why you did the show, but it happened. Oscar. Do you reckon that could be in the cards one day? You know, you're the first person to ever ask me that, um, if I've ever thought about that. Um, it's funny, this morning, um, I don't consider myself an actor. It, like, being a TV host and acting is different. Um, I, uh, I was, if you guys ever have Masterclass, I love it, by the way. Masterclass is 180 bucks a year. And I, I've had it for a while now, but every once in a while I go, and I'll. I'll learn about acting. Today was from Natalie Porter, Porterfield or Portfield. I don't know, Natalie. And uh, anyways, uh, it's, it's, I, I just always like to continuously try to get better at what I do. Because yes, I do want to eventually work, be a part of movies. The only movie that I was a part of was the Thinking Rich 
The Legacy, which is like a docudrama. But I've always had that desire to do some kind of, and this is what it'd be. It would play a part in a movie that would be an entrepreneur or a businessman. And, and no, you look at that, it's like they say people, they become really famous and they throw them in a movie or you just do, you're a full-time actor. I don't care to do the full-time acting thing. I want to be that guy that they throw me in a movie and I enjoy it and I do it a couple of times and hey, I'm good with it. Um, but it goes back to that moment in your life. When did you have that actor or that movie you watched that inspired you and, and empowered you to do something with your life? I want to do that for somebody through a film. And so, uh, yeah, long story short, I think that would be amazing. Um, we'll see where it goes. Let's, let's talk again in five years. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is what I said, you know, previous to us actually coming live is that you've packed so much in such a short period of time. You know, most people don't even do what you've done in a short period of time in their whole life. You know, so I know, <laughs> I know there's so many possibilities for you because, you know, and you did it to me the other day. I, in fact, I might have to send you the video if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> I thought it'd be a smart idea to video myself riding my mountain bike and I hit a, I hit a, I hit a rock and I went over the handlebars. Yeah. Um, I've got a, and I've got a GoPro too. Anyway. Well, you're okay. <laughs> I've just a bruised ego. Um, but, uh, you know, but you inspired me because, you know, I do do video, but you inspired me to do more. And you said, you know, stop giving an F about what people think. Just go and do more. Like, just go and do more content. Now, talking about That's content, um, JLD, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneurs on Fire, amazing podcast. Um, you have a good friendship with him. Yeah. So how did that, how did that start? Like, how did that begin? Yeah. So who's, who's listening to that show, by the way? I'm curious. No. Yes. Okay. Entrepreneurs on fire. He's, I can't, I don't know how many, maybe it's 70 million downloads or something. Um, I think I'm the only person that's been on the show four times. Um, and it's, it's amazing because every time I'm on the show, a lot of people will reach out from it. Um, how I got in contact with him was like I talked about before, when I started my podcast show, I used my podcast show to build connections. And so he had come on my podcast show and at the end of every show, when the mic was off, I would say, hey, here's what I do. How can I help you? And at that time, I was in crowdfunding. And he said, I'm thinking about doing this, this campaign for a book called The Freedom Journal. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to jump on this opportunity. I helped him. Five months later, we launched The Freedom Journal campaign. And that led to the fifth largest crowdfunding campaign in history for a book. We did close to half a million dollars in a month. And so that kind of launched my career because then... I had that proof of concept. I had helped the influential person raise a lot of money. All of a sudden, everybody saw that and they wanted to hire me to do the same thing. So that kind of like started my career. That's where I was originally at the beginning kind of known for. And so that really helped me a lot. And what I learned is, let's say you're starting out or you're maybe not starting out, but you're in a business where you're trying to get uh, build your brand in that space. The quickest way to build your brand or build your connections in a space is take on a project for little to no cost, put your heart and soul into it and get that testimonial and proof of concept, help that person. And then that will help you get more clients. And that's what I did. So ultimately that allowed me to get some other influential clients. That was, that was probably the thing that put over the edge where I got to work with uh, Kevin Harrington. He's uh, he was one of the judges on Shark Tank and he pioneered the infomercial. And so 
he saw what I did with John Lee Dumas. He said, can you do that with me? And then we end up doing another book campaign together. And then since then, we've done many projects. Um, but lesson learned there is prove to the right people. Pick five influential people that are like big players. Find ways to help them. Find ways to make them money. Add them value. And what will happen is reciprocity will kick in and they will want to help you. And also what they'll do is they'll make introductions to their inner circle. And so that is the quickest way to build your business. And again, it's going for the long game because if you're taking on these projects, some of you might not be getting paid, but there's more value into that relationship and their connections than they could have ever paid you. Looking at that campaign I did that I took on with him and no fee, I went on his show four times, but the first time I went on, it resulted in over $50,000 in revenue just from people that listen to the show and reach out to me. So I made a lot more in the long run um, from doing that versus what I would have charged. I love that. And that's a lot of that is in Think and Grow Rich. So if you haven't read that book, really and truly, it's, uh, it's got a lot of the lessons you need and that Brandon's obviously taken on board. Um, Got a couple more questions for you. And what I want everyone else who's here to be thinking about, I said to you at the start, make sure you write down some questions because as Brandon's just proved, he's giving you a whole lot of information, very short space of time. Um, another question from your book uh, that I was reading through, I noticed that you said uh, that you mentioned about getting rid of things you don't need. Yeah. I love that you said, I love that you said even old photos of exes in the shoebox. Um <laughs> I thought that was really good. Yeah, um, I, said that. I what, burned it. You burned it, yeah. So what effect does that have? Like what effect did that have for you? It's so freeing. So we, after we filmed our third episode of our show, we had spent time with a guy that at one time was homeless, living on the streets of Boston. And so we realized that you don't need a lot of things to be happy. You just need to focus on what you love and do the things you love and surround yourself with the right people. And so we realized we didn't need our house anymore. We realized a lot of things in it we didn't need. So we went home and we sold our house. Um, we started seeing, I mean, everything that we had is like, do we even need this stuff? We were giving things to goodwill. We were just randomly selling things off the wall. Like we, didn't, we just got rid of it all. And so it was very freeing because think about all the things you have in your house that you don't need. Like people save so much bull, like crap, like they just don't need and so maybe that's old clothes. Think about those old shirts you have that you've been keeping for the last 20 years that it was a memory you had in high school. But do you really need that shirt? Like it's things like that. And so the more that we started throwing things, we're like, ah, let's just, we just kept getting rid of it. And there's so much, I don't know what the word is. It's like a, a relief when you get rid of stuff. And so living a minimalism lifestyle in terms of not having a lot of things I mean, one thing about me too is I wear the same thing every single day. I wear black every day. I, if you look at my closet, I got 20 black t-shirts. I have 10 pairs of black jeans and that's what I wear every day. I literally have don't have to think about anything. Um, I've had people say before, oh, that's lazy, Brennan. Like why? No, it's not lazy. It's me not wanting to waste my brain power and thinking about what I got to wear every day. Because I used to wear the suit. I used to wear all the different things. And so, again, just goes back to that simple, simple lifestyle. Don't have a lot of stuff. Don't got to worry about stuff. Don't have to worry about what I got to wear. I can wake up. I can focus on the things that really matter to me. And it makes life a lot easier. So I encourage you, all of you right now, tonight, look in your house and think, what's something I can get rid of? I would almost challenge you to get a garbage bag 
can get rid of at least one garbage bag full of things in your house. Because I'm sure there's probably a couple garbage bags full of things you can get rid of that you do not really need. Feels good, by the way, too. And back to the, the X thing. I had a whole like box of things. I don't know why I had. And so we had a good, fun bonfire and just burned it all. Awesome. And I think the other thing is, uh, and like with you giving the challenge for everyone to fill up a garbage bag, like like how how good is it as well to actually give to Goodwill, to give to, uh, you know, charity? Yeah. You know, there's, I'm sure you got heaps of stuff and I know I do. <laughs> I'm constantly thinking, what do I not need? Mind you, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, you've seen how many different shirts I've got. Yes, I have a problem. Um, but maybe that's, maybe that's something I'll, I'll address and I'll work on. But definitely. I'll, challenge, I'll challenge you, Brett, yeah. and I'll challenge everybody on here. Uh-huh. Um, if you do do this, create a video and tag me on social media. I'll share it out to my audience. Um, I challenge you to get a garbage bag full of stuff tonight and say, hey, I'm throwing it or you're giving it away or you're donating it. But you got to get rid of at least one garbage bag full of stuff that you don't need anymore. And, and make sure it's a big garbage bag, not like a little tiny. Yeah, yeah. no, no, a big one. And yeah. I, I bet you'll find out that you probably have three or four garbage bags that you can do. Right, where, where do I do this to? <laughs> um, at Brandon T. Adams. Tag me. At Brandon T. Adams on social media. I'll share it out. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I guarantee you're going to see it because uh, just for your knowledge, Brandon, everyone that comes into this particular Zoom that we're on now, um, I'll, I'll type it to you directly, uh, Devin. Everyone that comes on this show, uh, very motivated. They're definitely on a journey of, you know, wanting to actually grow, wanting to improve their life. So they will, you'll probably find you get a lot of tags. Oh, there you go. At Brandon T. Adams. Awesome. Uh, and, he, you know, he's on all platforms, by the way, even Snapchat. So you can tag him in different spots as well. Maybe you'll share it in different. Uh, yeah, Instagram or Facebook, I'll, I'll be likely to share it out. I will share it out, but those are the ones that I'm on most. There you go. What a great challenge. Love it. Um, look, this is going to be a tough one for you. What's the best lesson you've learned? Ha, huh. lesson I learned. Um, do it for you and don't care so much about whatever everybody else wants. You know, I, I lived a good part of my life trying to prove something to everybody by trying to win awards or, or prove that I'm the best to sell the most or do something that prove I'm worthy. And that came from my childhood because a lot of things that we do are things that are wired into us from a young age. And so for me at a young age, I, when I was like up till, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, I had a speech impediment. So I had a lisp. And so like what I was doing is people would bully me, make fun of me. And I was different than everybody else. So for me, I hated that I couldn't fit in. I hated that I couldn't communicate like others. I ultimately made that my what I'm really good at now. But so where that drove in other areas of my life is I was always trying to prove my worthiness to everybody through other areas of my life. And I wasn't actually fulfilled in everything that I was doing. I was just doing it to prove something. Once I realized I don't need to prove shit to anybody, uh, I just need to be happy with what I'm doing and and be really happy with my success. Um, it changed everything for me. So don't do it for other people. Some of you on here, maybe your mom or dad want you to do something you don't really want to do. Just don't do it. Explain to them. They'll still love you. Or maybe a significant other, maybe a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife. Hey, like do what you really want. If you're in a relationship where you can't be you and they're trying to get you to go down a different path, ditch them. Life's too short. Seriously. So 
do things that you want. And also your audience, people that follow you, your fans, they're going to have their feedback. Sometimes feedback is good. Sometimes feedback is good. But sometimes feedback is just gibberish. So don't take it to heart. I'm pretty fearless in the sense that I don't give a fuck what people think about me. And yes, I cost a little bit and some people don't like that, but that's me. I'm a kid from Iowa, small town. Like I do as I please. I really believe in what I do. And if somebody doesn't like it, then that's fine. I know I'm helping a lot of people. So that is the one lesson I learned the hard way. Um, And I'm glad it's freeing once you really kind of just do things in your own terms. You know, it's interesting about you sharing that is that's the lesson I got from you in a very quick, short space of time. Like you live and breathe it. And uh, you, you looked at me and said, that's, this is what you need to do. You need to stop giving a fuck about what people think. And I thought I had got a lot better, but there's still room for improvement. I'll tell you what. So uh, re- really appreciate that. And, um, you know, it goes back to what you said before, you know, about actually believing you know, actually showing what you believe, like it actually comes out of you. So what advice would you have, not just for the people on here, but I've got a whole bunch of people watching on Facebook. What advice would you have for budding entrepreneurs that are unsure about how to get started, or maybe they've got a business, but their ability to improve it? What would you, what would you suggest? I mean, the first thing is just start. That's, that's like really the thing that holds a lot of people back is they strategize all day. They try to think of the great greatest plan or whatever else. Just do disrupt, screw things up, like try different things. The more things you try, the more you learn, the more you learn, the better you get. I've done a lot of different business deals, a lot of big business deals that I've closed. And what I've learned about negotiation and sales and, and doing different things and, and pricing things is after I tried a lot of things and did it wrong, I learned how to take on the next deal better. And now I can do it at a really high level. It's fun when you close really big deals. And so um, just do, just start. That's one thing I would tell most people. The other thing is, no matter what your business is, as Gary V will tell you, no matter what you do, you got to be a media business. And you just got to pick up this phone and start utilizing social media. And, and creating video content. Video content is going to get the most attraction on social media. And what you share on these videos, there's a combination of these things. Who you are as a person, what you stand for, what you do for a living, how you help people, share your tips, your lessons, your advice, and, and just repeat that. Who you are, what you do, how you help people. Who you are, what you do, how you help people. Bring people into your life. Share a combination of things. I look at it this way. I'm excited every day when I'm going and creating content because I look at it. This is my camera of being the producer of my own reality TV show. And the people that watch my Instagram stories, my Facebook lives, my stories, my content, they're a part of my show. And I want to entertain them. I don't want to bore them. So I want to provide them great advice. I want to inspire them. I want to entertain them. I want to make them laugh sometimes. And I put out content every once in a while. My wife will be like, that was too much. You got to take that down. <laughs> and, but hey, I mean, at least I'm putting stuff. Like I'm putting content out. And so for you, that's another thing in your business. You got to be creating content. There's no excuses. We live in a world where you're forced to be on social media. So that's the second thing. And then just build a very valuable offering, a service. It, it, whether you're, you have a product you're selling or your expertise, become the best at it. And always figure ways to over deliver. 
beyond creating a great product and service, creating experience. Because an experience is something people will never forget. And that experience ultimately will bring people back to continuously working with you. It's a great product, great service, and experience and always over deliver. And that will help you build your referral business. I love that. And, you know, <laughs> I actually, I knew it would be a good interview. I didn't realize how much amazing content you deliver. So I really do hope people have got their pens and paper. Getting a lot of uh, comments on Facebook, which is awesome in the, in the group. Um, and I've asked for people to give us some questions that would... Uh, Fire away. Yeah, so you guys, if you want to, that are here in the Zoom, feel free to take yourself uh, off mute if you want to ask a question or put your hand up and we will uh, we'll go from there. And while we're waiting for someone, um, I've got another question for you, which is if you could turn back time, if you could be Marty McFly and jump in your DeLorean and go back in time, what would be, what would, and look, I'm sure you probably wouldn't change anything, but if you could change something, what would it be? Yeah, you're right. I'm glad you added that because I, I, I wouldn't really change anything. Um, I guess I would have told myself at a younger age, for one, to read the book, Think and Go Rich. I was 20 when I read it. Um, I would have also told myself not to give an F what everybody else thought of you and do what really matters the most to you. And I would really emphasize on the power of business relationships. Because your business relationships, your referral partners, your inner circle, your mastermind, the people you surround yourself with the most are the ones that will make you the most money. I have three or four people that help drive my business. And how I got those people in my life is I made them a lot of money. And I added value to them and I helped them achieve their goals. And now they help me, but we help each other. If you get in the right circle, um, it's game over. You can do whatever you want. Bloody good. It's a bloody good answer. And, you know, it, it's something that I, I didn't learn as early as you. You're thinking, geez, I would have liked to have learned it earlier. But it doesn't matter when you learn it. Like the point is you're getting it now. You know, if you haven't heard that before, I remember when I first met up with James, he was, uh, when, when I went to L.A., and actually, I went on Jack Canfield's show talking about success. Um, and in fact, I quoted one of his quotes without realizing it was his quote. Um, but when, I, when I got up with James, he was he was asking me questions about my network and about who I was circling myself with. And I, I didn't really understand at that point how important that was. But as I've moved through this past year, oh my gosh, right in the last six months, I've realized how vital and how important it is. You know, and you said it there before, and I hope everyone got it. It's not about waiting until you get to a certain point and then you'll give. No, you've got to give now. Give now. How can you give? You might think, oh, I don't have much to give. It doesn't matter. It doesn't give have your to time. Yeah, your time. You money, give your time. Give yeah. your resources. Yep. Yeah. So I think it, it's such an important message you just gave. Um, <laughs> and you don't need to go back in time to, to uh, tell you earlier. Brandon, the younger Brandon, the 16-year-old. Um, yeah. i got a question for you from Sharon. How do you decide on your content? Hey, so the content I put out, again, it, it, it evolves around who I am, what I believe in, and providing advice on what I do. So like I share tips on video marketing. I share tips on strategic relationships. I share tips on raising money. I share tips on video marketing, going back to that, video marketing, video marketing. I'm like repeating that. And so... 
um, for depending on what I'm doing for that week. So like before COVID, I was speaking in a different city or, or country every single week. And so when I would go out and I would speak, I would create content on that journey. When I was traveling, the people I was with, I would bring people into my life. Heck, even when I go on stage, I would share that content. So for one, look at your schedule every week. What is it that you're doing? Incorporate video in your schedule, create that content. Um, and, and then again, keep repeating the content that revolves around who you are as a person in terms of what you help people with. So if you're in real estate, share your best real estate tips, how you help people in real estate. If you're a marketer, share your best tips in marketing. How do you help your clients in marketing? If you're a coach, share mindset, give it your best stuff, give to the world. Because at the end of the day, they want the person that is the best to work with them. The only way to build that trust with them is give them all you got. And then you're starting to build your authoritative status online as that expert. And then people reach out to you and then they want to work with you. And the, the interesting thing is on that, um, I saw one of the top real estate trainers here or real estate coach here in Australia, um, Glenn Twiddle, was saying uh, via email to everyone on his list, you know, he was actually really surprised at how poor the connections are to real estate agents. Like most real estate agents don't have great engagement. No. The reason they don't have great engagement is because they're not giving great content. They're not giving enough content, not giving themselves to the process. So if you want to stand out, you have such a big opportunity. If real estate people aren't doing it, oh, my gosh, I don't care what industry you're in. Like real estate you know, should be the one. I'm an ex-real no. estate agent, so I know, what it, I know what it means to be out there and to get yourself out there. Um, and if you're not doing it that way, like uh, in real estate, and you have such an opportunity in many other industries. So please make sure you take that advice on board. Are there any other questions or we might... Um, yeah, I'll just call on people. So if they're too shy, okay. I can call on people. Yeah. Here. You guys Good. got questions? I'll start with, uh, I guess the only person I can see is Jacqueline. <laughs> Everyone's hiding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I do have a question. Um, First off, before you ask the question, um, wh what is it that you do? And remind me where you, where you live now. I am in Nova Scotia, Canada. And okay. I'm building a business as a mindset coach and working with Brett through one of his programs. So um, for you, what, what is your, do you have a full-time job now or is this your full-time thing? This is my full-time thing. I'm trying to get going here. Um, other than that, stay home, mom. Okay. Awesome. Now I ask yeah. your question. Okay. Um, I'm wondering about like the platforms and getting your content out there, like what are the best ways to do that? Like I know Facebook and like some of the other social media platforms, but um, I've had people tell me about like using Facebook analytics and going with paid traffic and doing the ads and stuff like that. Is that something yeah. that is so helpful? Or? Here's the easiest tip. And you said you want to be a mindset coach. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to be very specific here. So first off, and all of you here can get value from this in terms of how you think about it, your own business. What you do is the main platforms that I post to every single day are Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. 
And the quickest way to get a lot of content out to all those platforms is create a video with your phone, on your phone, record it, record it horizontal, record, I'll usually do a video that's less 60 seconds, sometimes it'll be two to three minutes. And depending on what you're doing that day, it could be a video about inspiration. Um, For you as a coach, you can give mindset hacks, you can give tips on how to have a better day, um, tips on how to thrive in your life or whatever it may be. Create that video and have on your phone, do you have an iPhone, Jacqueline? What kind of phone? It's just a funny Walmart Android. That still will work. I just, I'm the big Samsung. <laughs> okay. So you, you created the video, you've seen your camera roll. You have the apps for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Those three apps are on your phone. This is important. Go into your Facebook. You have this video. Upload the video to Facebook. Type in your text, whatever it's going to be. Post to Facebook. Go into your LinkedIn app. Post the same damn video. Same video. Maybe change the wording a little bit. Add some hashtags. Post it to LinkedIn. Then go over to Instagram and post it to Instagram. Same thing. That is what I do. I multi-purpose the content. I keep it simple, stupid simple. And I post those three platforms. And most people go to those. Everybody has their own platform they go to. So that's a quick way to reach three different platforms in a short period of time. And yes, you can do paid ads. You can do all that stuff, which I do. But starting out, just post the content. Once the content's out there, you can go back in a month, go back to that post you did, and you can boost it. Or you can get an expert to come in and do targeted ads. But starting out, the biggest thing, the thing that will help you the most is getting the content out and just repurposing it. So one piece of content that can go to three platforms. That's what I would do if I were you. If you started now and did that daily for the next 90 days, I guarantee you, you would get at least one high-end coaching client. I have one more question too. I really appreciate that. That's a lot of awesome information. Um, So once you get your content out there, how do you know, like, is there a limit of like what's too much videos to post or not enough? Like, is there a that is medium? one thing that I never worry about because most people will never put out enough content. I I put out a video a day, at least one video a day. Um, I would say starting out, at least if you can if you can get three to five videos out a week, three to four even, that's going to be more than ninety five percent of the population. But that's what it takes. Because you just don't know when somebody's going to see your content. But also, the reason why I really emphasize on sharing who you are and what you do and behind the scenes of your life is because people buy from people. I've had people that have worked with me because they connected with me on a level, the fact that maybe I was from a small town, maybe they grew up with the same issues or they had a speech impediment, or maybe they connect with me on a certain job I did in my past. Maybe they could connect with you because you have a, a child, like seriously, like these things are what I talk about with my coaching clients, share who you are, what you do. People connect with people. And when they connect with you on a deeper level, and then they ultimately know what you do for a living, they're going to be more likely to work with you than somebody else because they can connect with you. You have a commonality. That's awesome. Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> yes. That is, Wait, who else? that is such good advice. Hey, I've got one question from uh, Lucy. Saying, what's yes. the ultimate length of time on a video? What's the what? She's asking, what what length of time is is good for video? 
So I'll tell you, if you do 60 seconds or less, it's a lot easier to repurpose the content. So Facebook and, and LinkedIn, you upload and it'll, it'll be fine. But when you do Instagram, um, if you're doing a regular post, it's got to be less than 60 seconds. If it's longer than 60 seconds, it's considered uh, IGTV video. But also, the reason why I like doing less than 60 seconds is because I can also take that video and I can upload it to my stories, like Instagram stories, without having to cut it up. But I do a lot of videos that are two, three minutes long. I mean, when you do live videos, the longer that you're live, the more the people are going to jump on, the more views you're going to get. So know that. Just mix it up. Mix it up. But uh, for efficiency, I'll do less than 60 seconds. But it's good to do long format too. Beautiful. Great advice. Thanks, buddy. We've got one question from Margita, who is here in the Zoom. How to build an audience? You mentioned emphasize on business relationship. Can you, can you be more specific? Yeah, so you're, you're saying how to build an audience or how to build business relationship? Or? Uh, I think she wants both. <laughs> she wants an audience and uh, a business re- or business relationships, I suppose. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you a couple of answers to that. Um, yeah, so how you build an audience is by creating consistent, valuable content. And again, sharing who you are, what you do, how you help people. And when you share enough videos that share your expertise, and I'll, just, I'll give a real estate as an example. So in real estate, like sharing best tips and selling your home, sharing best tips on what you look for in a real estate agent, sharing different hacks on how you can list your home, sharing everything around that area of expertise and just keep redoing it and repeating sharing stories. And when you do enough of that, you're going to attract people that are going to follow you because they want to learn about that topic. Now, in terms of the business relationships, now by doing this social media, you're going to attract people that know about you. You're going to start becoming omnipresent. They're going to know of you. And eventually the next level is where you connect on a DM. Like they DM you and you have a conversation or like we did there day, Brett, where we, we jumped on a call and talked. That's how you start building up the relationship. So it's not like when you meet them in person, it's just a cold like, hey, my name's so-and-so. It goes, well, I have already seen your content. I know who you are. And then you don't need to like explain everything. They know you. And so that helps make it easier to build that relationship. And then how to build high-quality relationships if you want to get high-level business relationships, do research on somebody. And that's how I, I would do a lot of research on the right people, whether I was interviewing somebody or want to work with them. And I learned about them very specific, like everything about them, their past, what they do, how they help people. And I found ways to help them. And, and also the fact that I knew about them, they respected that when I reached out. I would acknowledge something that we had common. I would acknowledge something they did in the past versus just being some random person that reached out and it would be like a cold message. So do your research, understand the person you want to work with and how you can actually help them. That's huge. I love that. Um, it's, it's, it makes such a huge difference. And as you say, it's not just breaking the ice. It's actually having someone go, wow, okay, this person is actually ready to potentially do some business. I feel comfortable because you know what, this person just winging it, (laughs) you know, so to speak. Um, look, we're at the end of the hour and, uh, you know, and I've got to get on a call with James (laughs) because he's waiting. James. uh, Yeah. James Whitaker. Um, so I want to say a huge thank you to you. Tara's coming with a whole lot of love at the end. Good to see you, Tara. Um, 
So, yeah, thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate everything that you've done and everything you've given just now. You give so much value, um, you know, and I love just watching what you do in your stories. <laughs> I, get it. I get a kick out of watching where you are, what you're doing, you know, and it is. It's a good mix, and, you know. That's what I was getting is you've got to mix it up. You can't just be giving out your business content all the time. can't be just giving out stuff that's good all the time. I shared the stack I had on the mountain bike. I didn't want to, but I thought, you know what? <sighs> one stop. And, yeah. and before we go, just want to say to everybody here, if you guys have a question that you want to ask me, just follow me on social media and direct message me and ask it and I will answer it. Direct message me and ask me. And also, if you want to go to successinyourcity.com, grab a copy of this. You'll love the book. Um, I, I promise you'll love it. And if you send me an invoice, I did this to Brett, I challenge him. If you send me an invoice to get a copy of the book, I'll send you a $300 course on video marketing branding for free. So all you got to do is get yourself a copy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the link to, to get a book, to get a copy of the book. And that is another challenge. You've got two challenges now. So Don't make- forget the garbage bag one. What's that? Yeah, the garbage, the garbage bag. Make sure you did the garbage bag. But really and truly, like, um, I haven't read the whole thing, but I've read some good parts. There's some actually really good stuff in this book. You know, and if you're looking for hacks, hacks on how to actually do better in business, you've already got heaps here today. But really and truly, you'll have this as a bit of a manual you can go through and you can highlight and, you know, turn the pages, what do you call it, earmark the pages so you know where to go. But really really and truly, like the uh, the course that Brandon passed on to me because I took action, I had to buy two books though. I had to buy James's book as well. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Had to buy two books. Um but, yeah, take, take the challenges up, you know, do yourself a favour, connect with Brandon, as he said, send him, a, send him a message. You know, how many how many times do you get this sort of opportunity? This is a big opportunity, so don't miss it. Thank you again, my friend. I'll see you all next week. Thanks, Brandon. See you guys. And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Well, I truly hope you enjoyed this episode and remember to subscribe and click on the bell to stay tuned for the next installment. And remember, as I always say, leave at least one person today with the impression of increase. That means have them leaving you feeling better off having spent time with you than not. And hopefully that's exactly what I've done with you today.